Hi, this is Felix Chimeranyika, lead pastor of Kairos Christian Center in Lelonga, Malawi. I am happy that you have joined us for the Kairos Lelonga podcast, and I believe God is going to inspire you and break you through into your kingdom destiny as you hear the word unpacked. This is your Kairos moment, God's appointed season for your kingdom breakthrough. How to tell a false apostle? How to tell a false apostle? Last week was quite an interesting week in uh, Malawi. Because the Public Affairs Committee had another one of its all-inclusive stakeholders uh, meeting where they come together and they talk about the issues concerning the nation. Now the Public Affairs Committee is really a, 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 a council of this um, civil society organization led by the church and has a good history in terms of helping Malawi especially when you think of the transition from the dictatorship to, to a multi-party democracy and what was said there what was agreed there really is just a reminder that the problem that we have is we have big man politics. Where you have one big man controlling everything and so if you rest your future on the goodness of one man and the intelligence of one man any society like that is not bound to develop at all. Now here we are as the church of Jesus Christ. We are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. In other words, we are expected that we would have the solutions from Allah. In fact, we have the solutions for Malawi. We have the solutions for the leadership in Malawi. Because as we look to the word of God, it actually teaches us what good leadership is about. And we, the church, are really meant to be the ones that are to embody true leadership, true developmental leadership that changes nations. And I believe that in this passage, Paul, in speaking against his opponents and exposing bad leadership, has some lessons for us too. Because watch what is happening in the church. We also have big men, apostles. big men, prophets, big men, pastors. And just as the world is, so is the church, unfortunately, in Africa. But Paul shows us how to tell false apostles. How to tell false leaders. And in here we find some five things about these false apostles, about these false, false leaders that lack 
Christ-like character. In fact, if we were to sum up all that I'm saying this morning, it will be false apostles lack Christ-like character. False apostles lack Christ-like character. What are these false apostles like? How do you tell them? Or how do you tell that this is a false apostle? Number one, they are heretical. In other words, they have teachings that deviate from the word of God. In fact, they seek to take the hearts of the people and shift the devotion of the people away from Christ and teach other doctrines that are not in the Bible. Watch verse number one of chapter number 11. I wish you could bear with me in a little foolishness. Do bear with me. For I feel a divine jealousy for you. Since I betrothed you, I betrothed you to one husband to present you as a pure virgin to Christ. But I'm afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your thoughts will be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. Now, now remember again the background to this letter. When Paul is writing this letter, to the Corinthian church, he's doing so because there's been a controversial thing that has happened. Paul had told the Corinthian Christians, I'm going to come to Corinth. And after I come to you, I'm going to go to Macedonia. From Macedonia, I'm going to come back again to you and spend a little more time with you. So when Paul had gone down, it seems he was attacked by somebody. We don't know whether it was a personal attack as in a physical attack. But there was a person that attacked Paul. Paul did not want to deal with that issue. Right there and then. He went on to Macedonia. Instead of coming back to Corinth from Macedonia. Paul went straight to Ephesus. And so there were people that were talking now. This man makes his plans according to the flesh. He's not moving in the spirit. And so Paul is writing now this letter to try and deal with that issue because now he's going to come to them and he knows that there are people there that are against him. In other words, at the church in Corinth, there are those people that look down on Paul's ministry. And so Paul is writing to warn them before he comes. Writing to defend 
his ministry, his apostolic ministry. And so in chapter number 11, that's what you have. It starts actually in chapter number 10. Comes down to chapter number 11. And now because he's, uh, he's almost like taking it in the flesh. Because he's having to explain himself. And explain his ministry. That's why he's referring to this as foolishness. But now he's also going to start boasting in the flesh. But watch it. This is not Paul just being on, uh, just being proud. Mm-hmm. He's trying to teach the Corinthians something. And of course, he's also teaching us something. So, watch what he says about himself. He says, Listen, I betrothed you to Christ as a pure virgin. Now, the betrothal is usually headed by the father of the bride. The, the father of the bride, the father of the bride is the one that betrothes the, the, the woman. And so Paul sees himself as a father. The church is spoken of as a she, isn't it? In fact, as the bride of Christ. Paul has said in 1 Corinthians, chapter number 4, he says, though you have many guides, you, you don't have many fathers. In fact, I am your father because I bore you in Christ. And so watch the way Paul sees himself. He sees a responsibility toward this church that this church must be presented as a pure bride to the bridegroom that is coming, Jesus Christ. You see, the, the the high point of every every ministry, every minister, is when Jesus Christ comes back again. And we can present you whole. And we can say, here are your people, Jesus. They have fulfilled all the destinies you have for them. They have done everything that you call them to do. We have done our part. So Paul says, I'm a father. I betroth you to Christ as a pure virgin but I'm getting worried just like Satan with his cunning he deceived Eve that, that you too are being deceived and, and there's a shifting or there's a wanting to shift you from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ Watch it, not a devotion to Christ, but a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. In other words, it is possible to have a devotion to Christ, but it not be sincere. Very possible. Oh, it's possible to come to church. It's possible to worship Jesus with ulterior motives. Oh, when I go to church, I'm going to get blessed. So I'm going to go because I want to get blessed. Oh, when I think about God, oh, he's the one that is my lawyer. When I think about God, he's the one that works things out for me. God is a machine that you need to get things from. 
If, if you think like that, you have shifted from a pure devotion from Christ. And so these false apostles, that's what they were doing. They were shifting the Corinthian church from a sincere devotion to Christ. Watch what Paul says in verse number four. For if someone comes and proclaims another Jesus than the one we proclaimed, or if you receive a different spirit from the one you received, or if you accept a different gospel from the one you received, you put up with it readily enough. See, these false apostles, they bring another Jesus. It's Jesus. But another Jesus. A blinged up Jesus. That's going to give you all the stuff that you need. Interestingly with Paul. He rarely says just Jesus. He rarely says just Jesus. Usually he says Jesus Christ. And so here probably. He's trying to say, listen, this is not the Jesus Christ, no. This is another Jesus. I don't know if you've heard of other Jesuses. Oh, Jesus was a very rich person. Look on the, on the, on the, on the crucifixion, on his crucifixion. He had this seamless garment. It was seamless. Meaning to say it was very expensive. When he he came into Jerusalem. He rode on a donkey. That was the limousine of the time. And so Jesus had money. Watch Judas Iscariot. He was stealing money from Judas. I mean from Jesus. So Jesus was rich. Another Jesus. That's heresy. That's heresy. That's heresy. Another Jesus. And he says another spirit where things are done from another spirit. Church, let's wake up. There isn't only the Holy Spirit. There are other spirits also. You can go to a sinanga and he can do a miracle for you. No, but I don't think it's true. You've never gone, that's why. If you went, you would know. They can do these things too. And so don't be taken up. Oh, because, you know, it, 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 it was spiritual in that place. I could, spe I could feel the spirit moving. What spirit? What spirit was moving? So these false apostles have another spirit. And they actually have another gospel. Not the gospel, the good news of the kingdom of God. Not the good news of Jesus Christ. That announces the time has come near. The time is near. The kingdom of God has come. Repent and believe. That is the gospel. The time is near. What near time? 
the time of the end is near but the kingdom of God has come and so if you repent and believe you will enter into the kingdom of God and when the end comes you will be saved but the gospel today is a gospel of salvation from your poverty it's a gospel of salvation from your sickness it's a gospel of salvation from your low self esteem that's not a true gospel friend you can have money today and die tomorrow and end up in hell what kind of gospel is that what good news is that what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul it's a false gospel. Oh, friend, watch out. The false apostles, they have brought a false gospel. A gospel of your betterment. A gospel of your self-actualization. That you get to the things that you've always wanted. You don't need Jesus for that. You know you don't need Jesus to be rich. Honestly, you don't need Jesus to be rich. There are people that are rich in the city. In fact, if we were to check where the money is, the people of Jesus have no money. The people with no Jesus have all the money. That's the truth. And so if I come to you and tell you, oh, believe in Jesus and you're going to get rich. I'm lying to you. And no wonder I'm the only one that gets rich. When you start preaching like that, somehow there's a transfer of wealth from the pews to the pulpit. It's another gospel. Tell your neighbor, it's another gospel. So watch now. They preach heresy. And they are good orators. No, they speak well. Watch what Paul says. Verse number, verse number six there. No, verse number five. Yes, you're right. Indeed, I consider that I am not in the least inferior to these super apostles. Even if I'm unskilled in speaking. So watch this. These super apostles, these false apostles, were great speakers. Oh, they are great speakers. They will convince you. You will be convinced. You say, wow. Never has anybody spoken to me like that. Ah, this must be God. This must be God. I mean, I know and Paul says, listen, I'm not as a good speaker as them. Church, the power of the gospel is not in just good speaking. True servants of God are not just about good speaking, good public speaking. What are they about? Watch what Paul says next. I am not so in knowledge 
Indeed, in every way we have made this plain to you in all things. So Paul says, when it comes to the knowledge of the word of God, when it comes to the knowledge of Christ, I am very knowledgeable. When it, when it comes to talking all these things and making an appearance and getting people to know that the man of God is there, I'm not really good at that. Now, if you have followed this story, the thing they're saying about Paul is that, look, this guy is weak. He's just strong in his letters. When he's, when he's writing, he writes big things, scared things. But when you meet him in, in, in person, there's weakness, man. I think there were a lot of Africans in Corinth. Yeah, because as Africans, we like the morale. Eh? So we want a leader that will come up there and rouse us and we feel like we're going to heaven right now and we say, that's the one, that's the one, that's the one. And he's lying to you all the way. But the ones that speak softly, the ones that speak truth, we don't want them. We say they are weak. See, as long we, as we're impressed by the outside, as long as we're only impressed by the screensaver, we'll be in trouble, Malawi. We'll be in trouble. Because they'll promise us everything. Remember, we were promised free primary education. Yes. We were promised free primary education. Look at the educational system. Today. You have people in, in, in colleges that can speak English. You have people graduating from universities that don't know grammar. Why? Because we were taken up. Oh yes, it can happen, it can happen, it can happen. Let's be a people that seek truth. Let's seek truth. Is that true or is it is not true? And that's where we as church come in. We have our truth. We have our constitution. Things go according to this word. Anything outside of this word and Paul writes to the Galatians he says if I even if an angel were to come to you and to preach to you a different gospel than the one that I brought to you before let them be a curse Meaning what? Meaning to say that the preacher is under the word. The preacher is under the word. The preacher is not over the word. The preacher is not God. 
We should watch out. Because we're doing that in church. Look, if people don't keep to their constitution in church, do you expect them in public life to keep to some constitution? No. No, 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 no. Listen, we are the salt of Malawi. We are the light of Malawi. Good citizenship starts here. Hallelujah. They are heretics. They are heretics. They are heretical. And then number two, they are impositional. They impose themselves. They impose themselves. There's no humility on them. Watch what it says in verse number seven. Or did I commit a sin? In humbling myself so that you may be exalted because I preach God's gospel to you free of charge. Now watch this. In chapter number 9 of 1 Corinthians, Paul goes to great lengths. To, to, a, to a long distance. To say, to say that, listen, I'm not going to receive any financial support from you. Because already there were elements in that church that were also trying to be like Apostle Paul. And Paul wanted to differentiate himself with those ones, with those greedy ones, by just working for free. And so he got support from the churches in Macedonia. Macedonia is a region, or was a region. And one of those churches there was the church at Philippi. Who Paul says they entered into partnership with him. They understood the grace of giving and receiving. And so they would send support to Paul. And so when Paul Paul was at Corinth. He was not taking money from the Corinthians. In fact, we are told in Acts chapter number 18 that when he came to Corinth, he worked with his hands. He partnered, he partnered with Aquila and Priscilla who were working with leather. And so he worked with his hands and he supported himself. He did not take money from the Corinthian church. Though he says, oh, he has every right to do that because he's laboring amongst them. So now it comes up again. Now he's saying, now do you think I'm stupid because I, I, I worked amongst you free of charge? Because I didn't make demands on you. Because I didn't do it like the super apostles. See, Paul, Paul was humble. Humble. Humble is seen as foolishness in the world, you know. Somebody said humility is power under perfect control. 
power under perfect control. It's not like Paul doesn't have the right to do that. It's not like he doesn't have the authority for that. Uh, but he has chosen for the sake of the gospel that people won't talk evil of what he's doing that he should not take their money. So watch Paul, he's humble. And watch, he's working free of charge. You know, some men of God, to see them, you must have some money. Hmm. I'm going to Jobeg. To the church there. And so I'm going to tell them anybody that wants to see me, 5,000 rands. I'll buy a jet soon. Paul didn't do that. He never charged. He never charged at all. Watch again what it says. Verse number 9 there. And when I was with you and was in need, I did not burden anyone. For the brothers who came from Macedonia supplied my need. So I refrained and will refrain from burdening you in any way. Watch it. False apostles are a burden. False apostles. False teachers, false pastors, they are a burden. Oh, they will call you. They will let you know their needs. They will say it in such a way that it sounds innocent. I, you know, brother, I've got a trip. I'm going to Johannesburg. And you know, ah, but the money isn't working out. And I don't know who's going to help me. Ah, pastor, you can just ask. I'm looking for money to go to Johannesburg. It, it, they're going to give you. But false apostles who go around will always be a burden. When they call, you're thinking, wow, man, what do they need? Am I, am I talking to somebody in this place? I've been there too. I've been under one too. And it feels like, okay, what's, what is it now? Last week it was that. Last other week it was that. Paul says, I, I, I do not impose myself. I don't, I don't impose myself. I don't want to be a burden to you. And then watch Paul and how is it different from these guys. Verse number 10. As the truth of Christ is in me, this boasting of mine will not be silenced in the regions of Echia. And why? Because I do not love you. God knows that I do. So this boasting of his, he's now talking about how, how he's going to boast in terms of what God has done for him in his weakness. And he says, in the region of Echia, where Corinth is, one, is the chief city, he says, everybody is going to know about this. <laughs> and he says, why am I doing that? 
Is it because I hate you? I love you. Now watch Paul. What he's doing, he's doing out of love. What he's saying, even as he says these negative things, he's saying because he wants to shake them into a sober-mindedness that he can shake them back into the truth. And why he's doing what he's doing is because I love you. I'm doing this, I'm saying this because I love you. You see, Paul does not impose himself. In fact, in chapter number one, he says, we don't lord it over you. We see you as fellow heirs of the kingdom of God. Watch out when you get into a church where there seems to be a big hierarchy. Now, hierarchy in terms of function, no problem. But hierarchy in terms of value, that are more value than are more valuable than you. That's where we have a problem. Because if I'm more valuable than you, then I can't serve you. So you'll never find us here at Kairos with a nice sofa at the front and for a pastor and wife and a nice table with nice flowers and all the juices and stuff like that. We don't do that. We don't do that. Why don't we do that? We've all come to worship. There's only one that we worship. And, and, and I don't know if you've noticed this. There are some places where you actually have a throne at the front. TV, watch TV, watch TV. Oh, big red throne. I mean, high blood up until there. And the apostle sits down. And you walk into that place, you know who the apostle is. No weakness. No, no, no. You would know automatically. They are heretical. They are impositional. And then they are deceptional. Amen. Amen. The other one, Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We're preaching together, brother. Amen. Amen. So I want you to watch verse number 12. Verse 12 of And what I do, I will continue to do. In order to undermine the claim of those who would like to claim that in their boasted mission they work on the same terms as we do. So Paul's boasting is this. Look, I'm not getting stuff from you. God is taking care of me. Because maybe Paul was thinking, if I actually do, if I'm actually getting stuff from you, you may want to start to control me. And also, like he says in this verse, it may be that you may, you may equate us with these ones. Those that are claiming that we are doing things the very same way. Because the false apostles were also doing things like Paul does. Listen, false apostles preach the word of God. They open too. 
Of course, now it's gone very far, right? Yeah, because now they, they're just one verse. And then they start prophesying you. You, 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 but those, especially when you get into a place or when you get into a church culture where they're still based on the Bible. You are not going to show up there and not speak the word and preach the word. And so these ones are imitators. See, false apostles imitate. The best lie has the most truth. The best lie has the most truth. So don't say, no, I didn't go out. Uh -uh. No, you went out. Just say you went to another place, not the other place. Because if you say you didn't go out and yet you're out, oh, there will be too much evidence against you. So say that you went out. But another place. And pastor, you're teaching us to lie now. No, you're a liar already. But here's the point. These people will imitate the truth. So they will look like they are the true apostles. And Paul says, listen. So that they won't imitate us. Because there are some things they can't imitate. We won't take the money. Because they're about the money, remember? They're about the money. So we will not take the money. And we will see if they will still imitate us. I assure you they won't imitate. They will not imitate Yeah, if we just said, hey, listen. Stop, stop giving offerings and stuff like that to the man of God. Some of us won't be back here. Watch. Verse number 10. Sorry, verse number 13. For such men are false apostles. Deceitful workmen. Disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. Watch what they do. They disguise themselves as apostles of Christ. They are false apostles. Now I want you to watch this. A lot of people say that the only apostles in the Bible are the 12 apostles and Paul and James and maybe two other, three other people. Because they say apostles are those that saw Jesus. Now, if it was those that saw Jesus, it means you have about 15 people. 15 quite famous people, by the way. That it is impossible for you to fake, oh, I'm poor. Oh, I'm one of the 12. No, we know you can't be one of the 12. With a nose like that, you can't be one of the 12. Trying to make jokes here. 
But watch this. This is proof for us that there were more than just 12 apostles. In fact, there are different categories of apostles. They are the apostles of the Lamb. Those are the 12. In the previous passage, in chapter number 9, Paul speaks of the messengers of the churches. In the Greek, that word is apostoloi. Where we get apost apostle in English. So an apostle is simply somebody that is sent on a mission. And so we know that in the early church there were many apostles. And so these ones are false because they are imitating the, the true apostles. And then they are disguising themselves as true apostles. Do you know it's not so very hard to steal from Christians? Especially born again Christians. You just have to speak the language, man. Speak the Christianese. The Christianese. How are you doing? Oh, I'm blessed. You know that, okay. <laughs> we are the spiritual type. How are things going? Well, we have the victory. We have the victory in Jesus' name. And then they turn around and say, listen, do you have some lunch money? So you had the victory. What happened to the victory? And so they know how to disguise themselves. They know how to disguise themselves. And they know how to cheat people. So they disguise themselves as true apostles. Listen. They are satanic. Watch what it says. Verse number 14. And no wonder. For even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. They are satanic. They are not serving the purposes of God. You know... <laughs> We, we, we kind of like have a soft spot for people that say they're Christians. We, we feel sorry for them. We, 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 we empathize with them. Somewhat. And many times we excuse what they have done because, hey, because we, we, we know that, you know, uh, some of the things they've said they are right. And, and so we feel like they're brother or sister. See, that's why Satan comes in as an angel of light. Because he knows you'll have a soft spot for him. If he comes as a drunk demon fornicating and doing all sorts of things, are you say, no, no, no. I, 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 I. But on the other hand, if he comes as an angel of light, speaks the language that you speak, says all the right verses that you say, speaks in tongues, and you know you can't tell whether these tongues are real or fake. You 
you can. So got you in. And time I bought her, and time I bought her, and time I bought her. Honda Fanta. Honda Fanta, Honda Fanta, Honda Fanta. I mean, I can say it so fast. And time I bought her, and time I bought her, and time I bought her. Honda Fanta, Honda Fanta, Honda Fanta. Honda Fanta Suzuki. Right? I mean, at the end of the day, we can never really know. We can never really know. And so he comes in as an angel of light. Do you know we have many heretics in the church? We have many satanic apostles and prophets now. Because guess what they're doing? They're deviating people, shifting them from a pure devotion in Christ. People have gone there and have come back and have said, I don't even want to go to church. Because if that is church, I don't want to. You see, they went there thinking, this is powerful. They saw miracles. By the way, miracles happen there. They actually do happen there. They saw miracles. They saw where they had come from. And they compared with this. They say this is it. And then they stuck around. And then they started seeing. It's about money. It's about sex. It's about the girls. It's about this. It's about that. And then they came at a point of saying ah, if this is Christianity I'm going back to the Roman Catholic Church that's better than this nonsense here worse worse part that person may not even go back to church ever again could the devil have done a better job the devil, that's exactly what the devil wanted. So they deceive. They are deceptional. I said they're heretical. Uh, they are, what else? What was in number two? Let's see. Impositional. Okay, number three. Deceptional. Okay. Number four. I'm, I'm kind of like creating words here because it's got a rhyme, see? That, that's how you're going to remember it. It was ethical and and right, so Exploitational. Yes, hallelujah. Amen, amen. They exploit you. They exploit you. Watch verse number 16. I repeat, let no one think me foolish. But even if you do, accept me as a fool. So that I too may boast a little. What I am saying with this boastful confidence, I say not with the Lord's authority, but as a fool. Now listen to Paul. He's saying he's boasting here. He's not like God has said, this is what you should say. No, this is Paul speaking. And trying to make his point. Right? Okay, so watch. Verse number 18 there. Since many boast according to the flesh, I too will boast. For you gladly bear with fools. Being wise yourselves. Who are the fools he's talking about? 
Well, you know, oh, the false you, apostles. You bear with the false. Because you, you yourselves are wise. Because he's saying you are foolish too. It's irony. Saying the opposite. For you bear it if someone makes slaves of you. Or devours you. Or takes advantage of you. Or puts on airs. Or strikes you in the face. To my shame. I'm say we were too weak for that. So watch this. These people make slaves of their members. Slaves. If you leave this church, you will die. You'll die. So and so, remember so and so? She was here last night. And she left. And within a month, what happened to her? Oh, she, was caught in a, she was caught in a car accident. A thing like that will happen. To you. I am not lying. I am not like this is true. Somebody was told that you, you leave this church, you'll die. <laughs> and you see, this, this African traditional religion we've come from has not really helped us much. Because you see, we come from a background where when that powerful man tells you, you will see. Hey, you're like, whoa. <laughs> if they tell you, we'll see if you'll see tomorrow. Oh, you're already shaking in your boots. Listen, there's witchcraft in the church. There's witchcraft in the church. There are so-called men of God who really are singers that tell you that if you leave my church, you are laughing. Because it's not happened to us. Do you ever wonder why in those circles when the man of God shows up everybody's on their knees. They're scared. If I don't act right here and show disrespect I will die. Slaves. Slaves. He says, you're, you're happy with it when people make slaves of you. Here's another thing that he says. And then they devour you. Yes, they eat you. Everything that's yours becomes theirs. Listen, there are men of God that will move into your house. Eh? No, they will move. They'll come. Oh, I've come to stay. <laughs> You're laughing. When Papa comes, when I come there, I say, I've decided to leave you. I don't like the Ndiwo today. Can you please bring chicken? <laughs> We're laughing, but you know it's happening. Eh? Okay. He says they devour you. Take advantage of you. Another man of God I heard would call his people from a distant town. Because you see, the man of God is at the headquarters, see? 
And so these are people in very high positions where they, 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 they work and live. And so they come for the weekend service because this was a special anointed service. But then they would end up staying in that city for about three, four days. I mean, these people are CEOs, CFOs, CFOs. and all sorts of O's there. Do you know why they, would, they couldn't go back? Because the man of God had not heard from God that they should be released to go back to work. I kid you not. I kid you not. Very true, it's happening. Taking advantage of you. I mean, isn't that Usinganga? That's witchcraft. Watch what else Paul says. He says, or put on airs. In other words, I'm the man. When I walk in here, please kneel. And if I have my Bible in my hand, I'm a man of God. It's too heavy. Come and carry <laughs> Put on airs. Do you know at the end of the day, we are all human beings. Eh? You have your issues, I also have my issues. This is a gifting, this preaching. It's a gift free of charge. I don't have to pray very hard. There are more people, there are people that pray harder than me in here. You get it? And so, we, we need not think of this thing as, oh, okay, the man of God. Now, I, I need my respect like you need your respect. Amen? You need respect, I need respect too. Isn't it? Right? But it mustn't come at a point where I'm the big man and everybody is very little and we can step on them. Somebody posted some video. I think it was on Carousites and WhatsApp. I don't know. But there's this man of God. I think they're celebrating a wedding anniversary or something like that in the church. And so they're entering into the hall. And guess what has happened? These nice members have laid down it's like, which singer would do that to you? I mean, how bewitched do you need to be to actually do that? And Paul says, they even strike you in the face. <laughs> Don't laugh, it happens. It happens. It happens. It happens. It happens. I know some pastors, just try and sleep in the front. You hear the slap anointing coming. <laughs> Do you think a person that does that values those people? 
Do you think a person that does that loves those people? No. They are a piece of merchandise. They are a means of bringing money. And the more impressed they are with you, the more impressed they are with you, the more you control them. See, it's a manipulation game. And the manipulation at the end of the day is supposed to make the man of God rich. Now here's the problem. Do you think in that setting when the man of God has erred has, has, has made a mistake do you think it's possible to say but man of God no that wasn't right when, when they are on your back Listen, the Bible calls for leadership that is a plurality of elders in the local church. That you have several elders that are leading together and the pastor is one of those elders. Because there's no person that has the whole fivefold anointing all the giftings. And so the way that things run in the kingdom of God is that you have elders or leaders and yes you have a first amongst the leaders but this does not exist for that one person. Shouldn't we say that is the problem with Malawi and Africa? Shouldn't we say that? That in Africa, you have presidents that end up at 90 years old, they're still president. At 90 years old, you're not functioning properly. At 90 years old, you should have mentored people. And our problem becomes that our systems are dependent on a person. A we have not shifted to building institutions. Why? Because of this big man mentality. Church, listen. If we don't change it here, if we don't learn to network here, if we don't learn to work together here, Malawi is in trouble. Because there is no part of this society that does not drink the big man mentality. Everywhere you go, everywhere you go, political party is one man. One man and his family. Every, think of any political party. Name a name and you know the other name to answer. It doesn't work like that. This is not about one person imposing it on other people. It's not about one person exploiting other people. And so Paul says, listen, you put up with this stuff readily enough. Maybe we should have been stronger when we were amongst you. Now here's the last one. 
false prophets or false apostles. They are non-sacrificial. They, they don't understand sacrifice. They are not about sacrifice. And this is where the true and the false are seen. The true will be seen in their sacrifice. The false will be seen in their exploitation. Look at what Paul says. Verse number 21 there. To my shame, I must say, we were too weak for that. But whatever anyone else dares to boast of, I'm speaking as a fool. I also dare to boast of that. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they offspring of Abraham? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? I'm a better one. Watch. These guys were probably Jewish as well. And so they boasted, oh, we're Jews. Jesus, remember? Jew. We Jew. So we understand this whole thing better than you Gentiles. So we, 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 we have the corner revelation on this thing that you don't have. And so Paul says, if they say they're Jews, I'm also a Jew. If they are saying that they are servants of Christ, I am a better one. Now, watch the appeal of Paul. Is he going to say he's a better one? Because he's risen 20 people from the dead. He's raised 20 people from the dead. Be because he's healed people. Because he's done all these things. Watch. Here's what he says. He says, with far greater labors, verse number 23, with far greater labors, far more imprisonments, with countless beatings, and often near death. Five times I received at the hands of the Jews the 40 lashes, less one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Watch. What is he talking about? He's talking about how he was persecuted for Christ. And he uses that as his CV. The reason I'm better than these guys. I have been persecuted for this. And then he says, once I was stoned. No, he didn't get high. Some of you think stone means high. No, he didn't get high. No. He was stoned. Left for dead. Says three times I was shipwrecked. Verse 24. Verse 25, sorry. Three times I was shipwrecked. And and this now he's talking about his travels. In night and the day I was adrift at sea. On frequent journeys. 
in danger from rivers danger from robbers danger from my own people danger from Gentiles danger in the city danger in the wilderness danger at sea danger from false brothers watch his travels he didn't raise money for a jet or for a convoy of donkeys or horses. A man of God must travel first class. Man of God is a child of the king and his father owns everything in the world and so chariots and horses and bodyguards. No, he didn't travel like that. Have you ever thought about this bodyguard thing? But the man of God will say, no, we'll pray for God to protect you. But the man of God has bodyguards. Which God? I don't know. I'll leave that to you. Watch. Now he speaks of his laboring. Verse number 27. In toil and hardship, through many a sleepless nights in hunger and thirst often without food in cold and exposure now this may be referring to Paul working with his hands because as an artisan he didn't make a lot of money and so there are high class people at Corinth who believe that a speaker like Paul, like philosophers of the day, shouldn't work with their hands. They should be supported by them. But Paul has said, no, I'm going to work for myself so that I make sure nobody ever says we're like Paul and they're, and they're exploiting you. He talks also of his anxiety, verse number 28. And apart from other things, there is the daily pressure on me of my anxiety for all the churches. Who is weak and I'm not weak? Who is made to fall and I'm not indignant? Watch him. He's saying, look, I feel for you guys. I think of all the churches are planted and how they're moving forward and it weighs down on me. The false apostle wants lots of churches because that's tithe. Oh, yes. Churches planted. In fact, the tithe in the church the tithe in the church comes to the man of God. The tithe in all the other churches, they come to the man of God. Why? Because it's all about the man of God. That's not Paul. Paul is not like that. Paul is, is anxious for them. And he's feeling for them. Look, we, we, we are the poorest nation in the world. Come on. We, we, we're the poorest nation in the world. Anybody poorer than us is because they're at war. You know that, eh? Anybody poorer than us is because they're at war. We are poor 
people. Does it make sense to you? That the man of God who is supposed to be salt and light to the watching world should live in luxury in the midst of such poverty? Not Paul. Maybe your papa can do it and your apostle can do it and your prophet can do it and whatever can do it. But Paul is not going to do that because he realizes there are people that are needy. And watch something else that he says. Verse number 30, if I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my weakness. The God and Father of the Lord Jesus, he who is blessed forever, knows that I'm not lying. At Damascus, the governor under King Aretas was guarding the seat of Damascus in order to seize me. But I was let down in a basket through a window in a wall, in the wall and escaped his hands. Right at the beginning of Paul's uh, conversion. When Paul got saved, number one thing, Started preaching. Caused so much trouble that the authorities, they said, grab that guy. And then he ran away. Now, does that sound like a powerful man? In a basket. Where's the apostle? He's in the basket. In a basket apostle. He's in a, bas in a basket. Lower him by the wall. And probably if you had a graduate, somebody who had the, the rope probably he let go too early before he touched the ground. I mean that's weakness. Isn't it as far as this world is concerned that is weakness. Christian let's wake up. Our power is in the weakness. Let's watch out with prosperity. Let's watch out with the prosperity gospel. No, prosperity gospel. There's a prosperity gospel. That says that once I'm born again, I'll be healthy and wealthy. No bad thing is going to happen to me. Which Bible are you reading? Which Bible are you reading? Here we see if you're pursuing Christ, the world will come against you. It will persecute you. In fact, the stripes, the nyota, the, the stripes that show that you, you are real is your ability to withstand persecution. Will you still believe in Jesus when you have no money? Will you still believe in Jesus when you have no school fees and there's a sugar daddy dangling money to you? Will you still be a Christian? Yes. That's what yeah. it's about. So those of us that are going to enter into the kingdom of God, we must enter the kingdom through many trials and tribulations. We have baptized greed and we've called it prosperity. 
That's what we have done. We have baptized Greek. So you want this and you want that and you want that. And the thing about greed is this. Greed wants to get things it never even worked for. And so we tell people, oh, just come here. If you're looking for a job, come here. We'll pray for you. And somehow you're going to get a job. Somehow you're going to be a millionaire. You've never even worked a single day in your life. What witchcraft is that? What witchcraft is that? That we say you're you going to be rich and you don't work and you will not work. Lazy bombers you are. How are you going to get rich? Impossible. Impossible. It doesn't work like that. But prosperity. Watch, the prosperity gospel tells us all you gotta do is just pray. Don't work. Just pray. Just fast. Don't work. Oh friend, listen. Here's the truth of the matter. God blesses the work of your hands. He blesses the work of your hands. He will bless you, yes. He will make you rich, yes. When you work. And you do according to his word. You see, I think that's the place where we're going to see the difference between those that are of Christ and those that are of Satan. Because that, those that are for Christ will realize God wants to bless me so that I can put money into his mission. How are we going to get to Johannesburg with no money? Listen, South Africa, spiritually, Oh, it's the worst place than here. I tell you, any singer can come up and start preaching and people will run. Another video you saw on WhatsApp. I wish I had this. We could, pop, we could put it up there. But there's this man of God and it's in South Africa because on the screen it says plus two seven da 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 is the number you should call. And this so-called man of God there's a woman standing here and there's a minder another, another minister or something standing there and also another woman standing here and he's saying all sorts of things and then he says he's going to pray for her. Guess what he does? He goes there and he kisses her. He kisses her. He kisses her. He and you know what struck me? These people standing on the side, it was like the most natural thing to do. It's like, wow. Is that where we have gotten to? Is, what this, is, what, is this what this prosperity thing is making people do? And then there are the untold stories. Where you must sleep with a man of God. So that you can have a child. The anointing. <laughs> What's my point? When they won't sacrifice. When they won't sacrifice. You know they are false. And I tell you to ministry. There is sacrifice. Some of you have a call. Some of you have a call. To be a pastor. 
and you're getting scared, what shall you eat? Watch out. You may end up being prosperity too. Because you start doing things so that you can get things. If God has called you, God will sustain you. You won't be like your friends. They'll have their nice jobs and nice houses. That is their calling. You have a calling. You follow Jesus. And if it's his will, maybe one day you'll be like that. If it's not, you may not be like that. But who are you? You're just a servant. Aren't you? There is a sacrifice to this thing. And because we, we have taken the big man idea to be the operating system in our society, this country is not going to go anywhere. This country must dismantle the presidency as it stands. Because if you have one man appointing people to boards in parastatals, appointing all sorts of things with a big man mentality, all those will be yes And yes never move a country forward. That's why you have 54 years of dependence. 6 July, 54 years of dependence. And that fault is us, the church. Because we are not being salt and light and showing what this thing is really supposed to be. May you, my friend, be a person that says, I'm not going to have falsehood run my life. The operations in my life, the way that I live my life, I'll live. We, I'll live it on truth and seek to live by truth. I live by truth in my life of faith. I live by truth in my life out there. If we live by truth, there is no corruption out there. There is corruption out there because there is corruption in here. And our God is calling us to have Christ-like character. Jesus says, Thank you for listening to the Kairos Lolongwe podcast. I trust you've been blessed. Please do us a favor and share this podcast with friends on Facebook, Twitter, WhatsApp, and whatever social media you're on. May the Lord break you through into your kingdom destiny. Blessings.